0: so the big question is this how do young men like us who didn't listen to society who are on our own how do we grow and improve ourselves so that we can live a better tomorrow that is the question and this show will give you the answers my name is james radzinski and welcome to the ascend momentum show Welcome back. So, let's get things started off. Over the past week, I... Actually, maybe even more than a week. I haven't really been thinking about my goal. I've kind of just been undirected. Just getting through... Going through the motions, basically. And I wasn't really... Focusing on my goal much. I was just kind of trying to get through the days. But then today, my friend brought it to my attention that I'm losing focus. And I'm distracting myself. And he's true. It's, It's true. He's right. I have been, I haven't even thought of my target slide which is my goal like me visualizing my goal I have not even thought of it in like weeks so that's honestly that's like that's the number one thing for transurfing the there are a bunch of different exercises to do in transurfing but Vadim Zeln said that The only the most important exercises, like there are two exercises where you should actually pay the most attention to and actually stress or not stress, but actually do the most. So the two most important exercises in transurfing are running your target slide and visualizing the process in your current link, and that is honestly I. I realized, like, I've just been learning, 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 studying, 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 but I haven't really been applying much of this stuff. I have been applying a lot of this stuff, but I haven't been applying the big movers, the things that will actually move me towards my goal. Running the target slide and going with the flow. Like I haven't even been applying that. I've just been kind of waiting for something to happen. But as of Adam Sullen said, the yarn of postponement can go on all of your life. And that's true. I kept on postponing things and it lasted a couple of weeks and I barely got anywhere. But with that said, I created my target slide. I remade my new target slide and I ran it today a bunch and I was actually thinking about it a lot so I was thinking about my goal a lot and my goal is to have it in my background like have it in the background of my not of my thinking all the time so always have it in the background and basically you're guaranteed success like you're the only person that can prevent you from getting success like you Me, I'm the only person who can prevent myself from achieving my goals. So, with that said, I am working towards actually doing that. And I don't know my door. I don't even know what my next step is. I'm basically focusing on visualizing my... I'm basically visualizing my goal... And then just waiting for the, the path to present itself. That's basically what you're supposed to do. But I want to talk about. Over the past week or so. I've really been talking a lot. I think it was two weeks actually. I've really been talking a lot about. This. One article. Or not even just this one article. This topic. And it's. The gateway process. So about two weeks ago, a little over two weeks ago, actually, I, I uh, found this document called, it's a declassified CIA document, and it's called the Analysis and Assessment of the Gateway Process. Now, this is basically a document of one of the commanders of the army in the 80s, basically analyzing from a scientific perspective the gateway process and the gateway process is a it's a process of meditation that was developed by Monroe Institute and what it is is they use a technology called hemisync hemisync and what this hemisync does is you basically wear headphones and then listen to a tape and on this tape has like pink noise waves crashing just the classic meditation noises <laughs> but then it also has a narrator like bob monroe narrates the first couple ones and it tells you like what to do and he basically guides you through the the journey but the hemi sync is basically where you're you're i don't know like exactly what it is but my best understanding of it as, as what i'm as what i have right now and i haven't really looked into the hemi sync specifically much but it's basically where you have your left ear and the right ear so you know how when you're listening to things sometimes it plays in your left ear and sometimes it plays in your right ear so, hemi-sync is basically where it plays two noises, like a noise in both ears, but one side is 100 and then the other side is like 104, and then that means that your right ear will hear it. So, you're, you basically hear the difference. So, since it's 100 on both sides, but there's that extra four on the right ear, your right ear will hear four. I'm pretty sure that's how it works. And um, so it's like you hear the difference, and then it helps like synchronize your left hemisphere and your right hemisphere of your brains. So it like helps unify your heart and mind. So that's basically like what hemisync is. And hemisync. All right, so let me explain this. The gateway process is a process to get into meditation that's so deep. Eventually you can get into an out-of-body experience and then you can do a bunch of other stuff. But the first, there's stages to it. So focus one is what we're at right now. Just normal waking, normal consciousness, normal waking reality. Focus 10 is kind of like where you're, In a meditation so deep, your body is basically asleep. And I like to think of it as you're basically paralyzed. Your body is basically paralyzed. So when you are in REM sleep, your body um, sends out like chemicals or something to paralyze your body. Or else you will enact your dreams. And that's where sleep paralysis comes in. Some people... Every once in a while when they wake up like normally when you wake up the body times it perfectly to end the sleep paralysis as you're waking up but sometimes it messes up and you're still paralyzed while you're awake so that's where sleep paralysis comes in but meditation the focus 10 is basically where you're meditating so deep that you're like, para- like you you basically put your body to sleep. So it's kind of like paralyzed, except once you start thinking of it, you're able to move it. So for example, uh, I've been practicing this and I don't have the hemi- hemi-sync tapes yet, but I've still been practicing, trying to get into focus 10 just on my own. And I've gotten close. I was able to put my hand, my right hand, fully to sleep. And it was the craziest sensation. I It's like I lost my hand. And then I was able to move it once I started thinking of it. It's basically where your body is so relaxed, so calm, that you, like, lose your sense of it. Kind of. I don't know. Now, I haven't gotten to focus 10 yet, but... I haven't gotten the Hemisync tapes yet. But I'm trying to get to I'm trying to practice as much as I can because the tape is supposed to come. I bought the first wave, which is like the first 3 CDs. So there are 8 waves and wave 1 just focuses on getting to to focus 10. And so I bought wave 1 and it's supposed to come either anywhere between tomorrow and over the next like three days so tomorrow's monday and it should come either between monday or wednesday and i bought it on amazon and it was actually i went and checked like right before this episode to see if like when it will come and it, it actually said it was delayed at customs so we'll see how that turns out it was delayed at customs, so I don't know. It might get delayed, but I went to the website because like, it wasn't... I bought it through Amazon, but it wasn't shipped through Amazon. It was shipped through DHL. So I went onto their website, and they said it should still be... It should still arrive uh, by tomorrow night. So it's looking good. And... Over the past couple of days, I've actually been so excited about this tape to come that I've been doing some research on like customer reviews and what other people like other people's experience and how they've been doing it. And I came across this one post on Reddit, I think it was, where this one guy is basically like married, he is a full-time job, he's a student. And he's got a bunch of kids. So, if you can imagine that situation, he's probably got no time. And he said he's got no time. And he, but he somehow found the time to practice the wave one. And for context, he had never done any meditating or any like consciousness stuff beforehand. So, he's got no experience. And he was able to reach focus 10. And get to it consistently even without the tapes he was able to reach that within a week of practice so I'm looking forward to it because I know that I'm almost able to get it without the tape and he said the tape was a game changer so there was uh someone commented on that post saying like how do you get into focus 10? Like I have done all the exercises and I don't really know how to do it. I, and then they found out that they, he wasn't the guy who commented, wasn't using the tapes. And so the original post the the owner of the original post responded to that guy and said, you're missing the tapes, the actual audio file, the hemi sync. And he said that those were game changers. Like he was able to do it so easily with the tapes. And so I'm looking forward to it. And I also saw another YouTube video a couple days ago and the guy was able to reach focus 21 in eight months of practice. And he said that that was actually a long amount of time and it was because he was enjoying the process. He wasn't trying to rush it, but many people reach focus 21 quicker than eight months. And he also said he reached focus 15 in one month. So that is very encouraging because focus, honestly, the one that I'm looking most forward to is focus 12 because I'm pretty sure it's focus 12, but I read that. But before I explain this, for context, I cannot, like, visualize. So I can't, I can visualize, but it takes a lot of, like, focus. So I can only visualize if I actually sit down and, like, close my eyes, sit down, and imagine it. And it takes a decent amount of time. And even then, it's still not a, it's not like a picture. It's kind of like I feel things around. I can't really see it. So I can't really visualize, but I was reading about focus 12 and the Monroe Institute said that some of their participants were able to, some of their non visualizers. So some of the people that were not able to visualize or didn't visualize were actually able to visualize normally in focus 12. So that's huge. I'm like really looking forward to that. Because I've never, like, I'm not able to visualize. So imagine being blind all your life and then being able to see finally. That's basically, for me, when I close my eyes, it's always dark. It's always just black. I can't necessarily see things. And then even the other day, I was I was able, like, in my meditation, I was meditating and I saw this, like, orange thing. There was, like, this orange thing of light in my like that I was seeing and my eyes were closed but I was seeing this orange thing and it was like making a bunch of different shapes and it was like transforming into many different shapes I couldn't control it but I was just watching it and I was watching it in awe because that was awesome so if I was excited about that tiny that that like orange thing that was just making different shapes like it was transforming between a like a circle and a square like different Basic things. If I was excited for that, once I get to Focus Twelve and I can visualize, that's that's like what I'm really looking forward to. And I don't think Focus Twelve actually happens until like Wave Three. So I bought Wave One, and I'm pretty sure I. It's been like a couple days since I looked at the waves, like all the different set, like what's the topics of different C, the different CDs. But I'm pretty sure that Focus 12 isn't till like Wave 3 or 4. Because I remember seeing that Focus 10 was all about Wave 1. But I'm pretty sure I saw Focus 10 in Wave 2 as well. Maybe Maybe Wave 2 is the intro to Focus 12 also. I don't know. But I'm even excited to get to Focus 10. Because that is going to be an awesome thing as well. Being so relaxed that like i'm just conscious and i'm just laying there so and that's cool that's basically where i'm at with that and the headphones that i bought and the cd player i bought already came so i'm basically all set up all i just all i need basically is the cd that's all i need to start but I have been practicing every morning and every night. And I've even been practicing after the gym often because my gym has a, it's got a balcony on top of it where you can like, it's like a sun deck. So people go up there to tan. And so I just go up there and tan, but also meditate. So I lay down and meditate and I, i've so far i've only been able to like the best that i've done was a couple days ago and i just put my right hand completely to sleep like that's the best i've done but yesterday i was able to put just a few fingers to sleep like my pinky and my ring finger i don't even know if i'm doing it right all i'm doing is focusing on uh the visualize or the exercise the technique of i'm pretty sure it's called resonant breathing but i could be wrong and it's basically where you lay down so this is here i'll just tell you everything i do i lay down in an extremely comfortable position lay down on my back and then i just lay there and then close my eyes relax my body as much as possible imagine myself like Imagine my b- body just getting so relaxed. And then once I can't really relax myself any further, I start breathing. Or, well, I've been breathing this whole time, but I start breathing. When I breathe in, I visualize or I imagine. Well, I feel, because you can actually feel it. I feel all of the energy flowing up my body so up my feet up my hands all the way up my arms up my legs up my like abdomen up all the way through my neck up to my head and then into my brain i imagine all the energy on my inhale flowing up to my brain and then i hold my breath a little bit on that inhale and then you're supposed to like run around that energy in your brain and then exhale And then imagine all the energy flowing down your body and then exiting through your feet. So you are like getting rid of the old energy. And then you repeat, inhale, you imagine all that energy coming up your feet, up your hands, up your body, up your, into your brain. And then that's like fresh new energy. And so you just repeat that constantly, but I missed a part. And then once you exhale, you imagine all that energy going down your feet, out of your feet. But once you're at the bottom of the exhale, you say two. And then you repeat, inhale, exhale, and then you say three. And then four. And then all the way, so on and so forth, to ten. And they said if you're, if you're not satisfied with your like level of depth of relaxation, level of relaxation then you should like restart. So once you get to 10, you should either start back at two or start back at five or just like start at some number and then just try and keep going back. And basically when you say that number, so when you say two, you just feel yourself getting even deeper, like falling even deeper to to rest, an even deeper rest. That's basically, that's basically all I've done so far and sometimes I like to feel the energy in my hands because I can like feel that my hands are falling asleep so I kind of like to feel the energy in my hands it's cool because I never knew that there was like energy flowing through us until a couple months ago and in like in the beginning when I first learned about this I was like skeptical I thought it was I thought like, oh, that's not real. But now I can actually feel it. Like I can actually feel the energy flowing and that's just an awesome feeling. And I have only been meditating normally with no headphones. So I'm just really excited to get into the HemiSync because they're basically, so you can achieve all of the things that, is in the gateway program without the hemi-sync but it would take like years of practice like years of tai chi or all the years of like different things years of meditating practice but with the hemi-sync it allows you to achieve it like extremely quick like that one guy got his focus 21 in eight months now that probably would have taken like at least eight years, maybe even more, to get n- normally without the help of the hemi sync. So, and many people, like people that are completely new to meditating, were able to get focus 10, focus 12, like fairly easily. And I've been practicing like this specific thing for a few weeks, not probably like one week, maybe one or two, one or two weeks, but I've been meditating consistently for the past, like three or four months. And so that is that maybe not three or four, maybe like two to three, but I've been meditating for like a year, not consistently though. So I'm, I'm, I'm not new to meditation, but I am new to like consciousness stuff because when I'm in meditation all I all I did for since I started was I basically just focused on my breath and I didn't really do any uh, like exercises like energy stuff or consciousness expanding I all I did was just focus on my breath inhale exhale and now I am brand new to like for the past week and a half I've been brand new to like focusing on energy while you're meditating and all that stuff. But it's definitely like something worth looking into because I can, I definitely feel it like while I'm meditating and throughout the day I can, like I can actually feel my energy right now in my hands. And um, that's another thing. A lot of the people after they were trained in the gateway process, their lives like were so much better. And they were at like, they felt way more calm, they felt higher energy, and they actually, like, ended up quitting, like, bad habits, a lot of things. So, I'm definitely gonna get, I'm definitely getting into this stuff, and I'm, but I'm not gonna rush it, I'm just gonna enjoy the ride, enjoy the experience, because it truly is an awesome experience, like, even now, with no hemisync, I'm not even able to get to focus ten, and it still feels amazing. Let me get some water. All right, so. Let's talk about school. I'm in school and it's a waste of time. Like I've always known that school is a waste of time, but now, especially now that i have all my purpose and I'm like actually breaking free from the confines of society. Actually, let's talk about that. So all of our lives, our mind has been shaped, like everyone knows this, like our minds are shaped and formed and molded into exactly what society wants it to be. And that limits us. So if you were born in a poor house, your mind was shaped in a certain way. If you were born in a middle class house, your mind was shaped in a certain way and if you were born in a rich a rich house your mind was also shaped in a certain way so you're all you can be all the same person just living three different lives so let's say life like let's say it's the same exact person but let's run a simulation same exact person same year same everything same parents everything is same except in situation one, that person was raised in a poor household. Let's see what happens. That that experiment, that environment, will condition his brain, that person's brain, into into just that. He his perception of where he fits or his place in this world will be that of. A poor person or that of lower class and that is simply because that's how society conditioned his brain so let's take that same person after once he's grown up and he has been fully like conditioned he's most likely gonna end up poor because or lower class because he is always He's going to be holding himself back. He is not willing to have more expensive things. It's like out of his comfort zone. He is, He doesn't know what it feels like. So it's like fear of the unknown. And he is like holding himself back. He, his worldview template is that his place in the world is lower class. So that's exactly what he's going to get. Now let's look at that same exact person and put restart his life and put him in a middle class household. It's the same thing, except now his worldview template is going to be middle class. So he's only going to allow himself to have what is middle class. He's going to be allowing himself to have more than a a lower class person would, but not as much as upper class. And and then since he's only allowing himself to have this stuff, that's exactly what he's going to get, all the middle class stuff middle class status, middle class items, middle class house, middle class income. And that's exactly what his life is gonna be like. Now, let's look at that same exact person, restart his life, send him into a upper class house. So now he's grown up in an upper class house, And now he thinks that his place in the world is upper class. So that's exactly what he's going to get. He's going to have an upper class income, upper class house, upper class car. All of that stuff. Now, the only differences between the three are the mindset. So you can take that upper class mindset and instill it into the first simulation. So if you were to be born in the lower class but you were instilled with an upper class mindset, like upper class mental or world template, worldview template. Well, then you're going to be born in the lower class, but your life is going to radically change over the course of the weeks or months or years because you're allowing yourself to have all of that luxury and that upper class income and all that stuff. So that's exactly what the world will give you. So, and then it also works the opposite. If you have a poor worldview, a lower class worldview, but you are born into wealth, luxury, higher upper class, then over the following years or months or weeks, your life is going to radically change to the opposite. It's gonna, it's gonna, you're gonna lose all your stuff. And then you're gonna end up in lower class because that's how you, that's how you see your place in the world. The only difference between upper class people and lower class people are their their mentalities, their mindset, their worldview template. Upper class people see that everyone, everyone sees themselves exactly like everyone has a perception of where they see themselves or like where they see themselves fit in this world, like what position they have in this world and the upper class people see themselves as upper class. So that's what they have. And it's basically a cause and effect. Your your worldview template causes your material wealth or material well-being. And that's like, it just makes sense. Like I've been learning about all this stuff over the past couple months And this is the simplest of of it all. You get exactly what you allow yourself to have. It just makes so much sense to me because I've been like, I see it. I live in a lower class and I see it all around me. Like all the people in my town, all the people like in lower, in the middle. Wait, did I say I live in lower class? I live in middle class. Everyone has a middle-class worldview. So that's exactly what they're going to get. They're basically holding themselves back because I don't know why just, well, actually it's it's because they were like, that's how they were socialized. Like they were socialized into that. So that is basically what, like that's the biggest epiphany that I've came over. Well, I mean, I've been learning about it in tra- reality transurfing, but I'm starting to actually realize it because I can actually see it in myself. A lot of times, I'm holding myself myself back from buying a certain thing online because I'm. That's exactly where I see myself. I'm middle. Cl- I see myself as middle class, so I can't afford to buy all this stuff. No. I should, I need to be seeing myself as rich as a millionaire because I can afford all this stuff. Like it's all about your, your worldview template first. Like your perception is exactly what you will receive. Like towards the middle, like after the, the second half of reality trans surfing steps one through five over the past. All right. Let me explain this first. Recently, in the past, all of my recent podcast episodes, I've been saying reality transurfing parts one through five. But I just looked at the cover today of my book and it actually says steps one through five, even though it's not really steps, it's parts because he is com- he combined like five different books, so five parts. I don't know. It's the cover, the actual title is Reality Transurfing. Steps one through five by Vadim Zellen. And so I just wanted to clear that confusion in case there's confusion. But basically, I like towards the second half of the book, it's all about there's this one common theme, and it's all about how the world is a mirror. So basically, what that means is if you look at a normal mirror and you change yourself, so let's say you take off your shirt, then you can see that reflection. You can see yourself shirtless. So basically you wouldn't try to look at the mirror and try and take off the shirt of the reflection. You wouldn't like try and reach into the mirror and take off the reflex- reflection's shirt. Like, that's ridiculous. If you wanted to see yourself shirtless, you would just take off your own shirt of your own person. Like, in, in like you just take it off of yourself. You wouldn't try and take it off of the reflection in the mirror. But that's exactly what most people do. The, since the world is a mirror, it reflects your your relationship to it. So if you think that the world is out to get you, then the world will reflect that just like a mirror and be out to get you. But what a lot of people try to do is they try to change that reflection. They try to change like the world. I I don't really remember exactly um, the specifics of this metaphor, but that's basically it. And I, I can't, I don't really understand it well enough. I will over the following weeks once I learn, uh, reread this section of the book. But at this moment, I don't understand that specific part of how they try to change the reflection. But let's move on. So since the world is a mirror, it displays exactly your relationship to it. So if your worldview template is that the world does not, like the, the it life is not, in abundance. So this is like the low class worldview template. Life does, there's not very, there's not an abundance of wealth. There is, I have to fight. I, it's scarce. Like that is basically how I perceive the world. And so the world will reflect that. It will just reflect it or not instantly. So the only difference between the world is a mirror and an actual mirror is the fact that an actual mirror will reflect the image instantly but the world will take a few days or a few weeks or a few months or years i don't know it takes a few days to months to reflect the reflection so but it will re- it will change and we will reflect back and so since the world is a mirror if you initially had that low-class attitude towards the world, but then you changed your attitude towards, oh, there's an abundance of wealth. Like, there is a lot of stuff available. Like, the world is looking out for me. The world takes care of me. The world is taking care of me. If you change your attitude towards it, well, then the world will reflect exactly that, and it will it will take care of you, and it will... There will be an abundance of wealth in your world, like in your like lifeline, in your world layer, in your layer of the world. So it's simply like, and that's all it comes down to. And that's what I've noticed is notice observing people over the past couple of months. A lot of people, like everyone who's poor holds themselves back. Like they're simply not allowing themselves To have more and it's probably because they're not aware that they actually can have more or they're too scared and to be honest for me I'm like I'm aware of the fact that I can have more and it's been a couple months and to be honest I don't really have much more my life hasn't changed much so I think that deep down I'm scared I'm nervous To actually receive more so I'm not actually allowing myself to have more so that's something I I'm conscious of moving forward and I definitely need to work towards fixing and if you can't allow yourself to have don't force yourself to allow yourself to have what you have to do is take action and the way you take action is running your target slide in your in your mind so visualizing your goal, as if it's as if it has already been achieved. So, if your goal is to move to Hawaii and surf, visualize your, yourself waking up in that house, leaving the house, and then going to get your surfboard, going out to the beach, walking out to the water, and surfing. Like, just visualize your your life as it would be once the goal has already been achieved. And then what you do is you live your own life as in that manner. So live your life in the sense that you have already achieved that goal. I don't understand that specific part and how like taking action, how applying living life as if you were in the manner of you already achieved, having already achieved it. I don't know specifically how that would like work out. But it's definitely, that's like all, that's all that. That's like the whole thing to it. All right. So I want to talk to you guys about, recently I bought a pine pollen tincture. And for some context, I'm 17 years old and have never drank alcohol in my life. And this pine pollen tincture is basically the way they extracted it is through alcohol. They use alcohol to extract it. So the way it works is it's just like a dropper. You drop it into your mouth and you drop like a few drops into your mouth. It's like a hundred or it's like one milliliter or something like that. So a milliliter is tiny and you do that like once or twice a day. So I got it and then I put it in my mouth and I got a headache. I was like, this is weird. I looked at the ingredients and there's alcohol which i was aware that there was alcohol but it kind of clicked that maybe i shouldn't be taking this maybe this is actually hurting me because it has alcohol in it and so i was like okay and then i took it again that night and then i took it again that morning to test to see if it would actually like if it would actually if it was actually that the pine pollen and i didn't have a headache until after I took the pine pollen so for context a couple like maybe a month ago a month or two ago I had the pine pollen powder and that was amazing like I that worked perfectly for me and I didn't have any issues with it I actually took a lot of it and I didn't have any issues but once I got the tincture the tincture then it changed and I actually did not have the same experience that i had with the powder now the tincture i definitely saw benefits from the one or two days that i was using it like my morning wood was stronger but it's not worth it because i got a headache and so what i did was i emailed the people i got it from and asked them like what's what's up with it like if if they have any suggestions, and so what I'm thinking I might do is I might, depending on how they respond, I might keep try it again in a couple days, see if it actually was the pine pollen, or or I'll just ask for a refund and then try and then buy the powder instead because that was it's, I definitely like the pine pollen. It definitely works 100%. But it's not worth it if it's giving me a headache. And I was looking it up actually. I was researching a little bit and the uh, website actually said don't use it. Don't take the don't take the pine pollen tincture if you are a pregnant woman or you are a young child. So that's, those are exa- the exact people who shouldn't be drinking alcohol. So there might be, a, I don't know. I asked them like what, what they think. And I haven't, I haven't actually checked my email back yet. Cause I don't like to check my email until I'm done podcasting for the day. So I don't get distracted on, along the way. Cause the podcast is like my number one task for the day. And i like to be a hundred percent focused i don't like to have distractions but i did and i actually like to get on my pc and right away start recording like and not get distracted but today i actually did get distracted like i said earlier in the episode i i was checking my amazon account to see if the item that i like the cd the gateway experience wave 1 tape the cd was shipped like I was going to see the eta but that was a distraction and and then I actually went down a rabbit hole and I was looking at what I was looking at like the dhl or whatever the shipping company is and I was like researching them And then I, I don't even know why I was researching them. I was like looking at where the manufacturer came from and it was some country in Europe. And then I was looking at like their minimum wage or not even their minimum wage, like their average wage. And in that country, the average wage is like $6,000 a year. That's like the average income for people there. So that's a very little, that's like no money at all. And then I was like looking at the DHL shipping facility in Illinois, like in Franklin, like that's the town it's in, Franklin, Illinois, USA. And then I was looking at the, like their vehicles. I just looked up DHL vehicles and I was looking at like their planes and stuff. It was just so useless. And I was like, what am I doing? There's absolutely no use to it. I don't even know why I was doing it. I was asleep when I was doing it. And that's like very bad. Like that's a danger to the internet. You get sucked into it and you start, you like fall asleep and then you just start going down a rabbit hole. That is absolutely useless. Now, I feel like it's different if the rabbit hole is actually useful. Like after this episode, I actually plan on going down a rabbit hole on the gateway experience because that is something that I'm actually going to be applying to actually move towards my goals. DHL, like that shipping service, I was not going to apply any any of that information. That was purely just for like entertainment and basically but the gateway process, I will. Let me get some water. All right. So there's this medicine ball that I use. I, I bought a 10 pound medicine ball. A little over a month ago and i've been like balancing on it and it's actually very like beneficial exercise i feel because there's this i do like many different things so i stand on it i do squats i try to do one-legged balances and then i also one time i was like throwing passing the ball like a tennis ball back and forth um to try and catch it and then i was also I walk on it, so I was I spent like a couple weeks practicing walking forward on that ball, and then I came like I realized that you could actually walk backwards. So I've been spending the past couple days practicing walking backwards on it, and when I started, just like I started anything, like with the medicine ball and anything in general, I sucked, and then now I'm actually able to walk a decent about. uh, like I'm actually able to walk like five feet backwards until I fall down. So that's cool. And it actually hits like different muscles too on your legs. Like I'm doing the medicine ball exercise mainly for balance, but it is actually able to – it's it's good for exercise for certain – it's good to exercise certain like – parts in your legs it's very good for your legs but there's also another exercise that I've been incorporating into my daily routine for the past like month or so and it is neck bridges or neck push-ups I don't know what it's called but it's basically where you're lying on your back and you use your neck to like push up so you push up with your neck and then go all the way to the top of your head There's like a video of Mike Tyson doing it that says like, do not try at home or I don't know. And my friend who's like 30 years old, he's a bodybuilder. He recommended that exercise. So I did it and it's definitely good. Like my legs have gotten so much stronger because of it, because it's like, I don't know what it's, what it's about, but. It's like you train your spine because doing that exercise like strengthens your spine and that's huge. So you have like way more stability. And when I first started that exercise, I could barely even do one. Like I couldn't even do one rep. So I had to do like static holds for a couple seconds. And that was like one month ago. And now I can do 25 reps. Like this morning I just did 25 reps. And so that's like progress. That's just consistency. That's all there is to it. Also, I, while I'm saying that I remembered this one, I remember this one thing. So I'm, I don't remember exactly when I started meditating, like when the first time I meditated, but it was definitely like sophomore year, maybe maybe, Uh, Maybe like second semester, sophomore year for me in high school. And right now I'm a high school senior for first semester. It's November or it's September. What am I saying? So I'm pretty sure I like the first time I meditated was then. And like I was meditating fairly consistently after the gym, like in the yoga studio at the gym after my workouts, like pretty much every day in the mornings and i got to the point where one time i wanted to track like i wanted to measure how like good i was at meditating and this was either for sophomore or junior year i don't remember but i wanted to track and measure how good i was at meditating but i didn't know how but then i realized oh If I set a timer for three minutes, set an alarm for three minutes and then just start meditating and meditate for the whole three minutes and count the amount of times my brain like loses focus, like my brain starts thinking about something else, then that score will basically be how good I am at meditating. And I remember after this was after a couple of months or so of just meditating like less than 10 minutes a day simply just sitting down, focusing on my breath, not even like seeing how long I've been meditating. Less than like 10 minutes. Most of the time it was less than five minutes. And I was able to keep my focus. I only lost my focus three times. So it was basically one time per minute. And so that was cool. And then... I kind of like stopped meditating after a couple months, a couple months after that. And then I started again a few months ago. So summer going into senior year, like two months ago, maybe. And I've been meditating every single day. I actually put it in my morning routine and my nighttime routine. But this time, instead of meditating like two minutes a day, I meditate every single day for like 70 minutes total. So in the morning I do 30 minutes and then at night I do 40 minutes. And a lot of times, oftentimes I actually meditate more than that like after the gym and at the park sometimes when I go. So some days I meditate for like two plus hours maybe. And so that's a lot of difference but i haven't done that measurement that marker in a while like the last time i did it was a couple weeks maybe like a month ago toward like during summer i did it after like maybe a month of consistent meditation and i did it and i i actually didn't do the as good as i did before i think i did like five or six lose eat losses of focus and so i was like whoa what And then I kind of just, like, forgot about it. But that's something, like, I didn't... I lost my focus more after I was more consistent. So I don't know what it it was. Maybe it was just I was meditating for only a month. But I don't know. I think I'm definitely going to try that again tomorrow morning. Because I'll try it tonight and I'll try it tomorrow morning, maybe. I'll see. Because that's... uh, that's actually an interesting marker of tracking how well meditating you are. So, I want to talk about my past actually. When So, I've been playing soccer all my life and I actually haven't played soccer since the last spring for so I haven't played for like a few months and I am not planning on doing another season I didn't sign up for the next season so this is the, like the first time in my life where I'm not playing soccer now it was all of high school I didn't play soccer during the fall season because I actually never made the, the high school team and I remember freshman year I got cut from the high school team. And then after that I was like, okay, I gotta train. Because I never practiced and everyone else did. So I I had to, I like pushed myself and I started training outside of normal practice. And I started training on my own. So I would practice like I wouldn't practice soccer, but I would train. Like I would work on cardio. And then towards the end of that summer, going into sophomore year, my dad actually asked if I wanted to go lift like lift weights at the gym. And I he said it, it would help with soccer. And so I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And I did it and I was at the point where I got to the point where I was going on my own after a few months. I started going to the gym on my own and then I got really into it. And then sophomore year, I tried out again, got cut. And then I kept training, kept training on my own. I actually started practicing soccer also because I realized at that time I was only practicing my fitness, but I wasn't practicing my soccer skills. So I was practicing my fitness and my soccer skills. So going into junior year, I was training so much, training, training, training. And then I hurt myself right before tryouts. So then I just decided not to try out. And like I got injured. So I like I couldn't walk for a couple weeks. And the injury was not as bad as I thought it was going to be, but I For some reason, I just didn't want to try out anymore. Um, But I'm actually looking back on it. I'm very grateful because that experience taught me that I have to, like, put in the work. And it taught me to... It it literally introduced me into lifting weights. And that experience, like... I like to think that it got me into self-improvement because it got me into all the habits. Like I was even doing cold showers and ice baths. Like I was training so much that I was doing ice baths as well, like almost every day. And so I was like doing all the self-improvement habits, all the physical stuff, my health was getting better. And then I got, I got hurt going into junior year. So then I just decided not to play the season and I'm very grateful for it because I had all this extra time and I started reading. I actually started reading books and that is when I marked the start of my self-improvement journey because that was literally one year ago. Like it was, it, it, I didn't start reading until September and September last year and right now is September. So one year ago is when I started self-improvement and I was just reading, reading, reading and now I've gotten so, I've gotten so far I've just came so far and that's like, honestly, that growth is huge. Every single day gets better and better. To wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum show. But before you guys leave, make sure to remember the Eagles.